Okay, you don't be getting people to take sides. <laughs> Everybody say praise the Lord. Actually, praise Jesus. That's the name of the Lord. Amen. And uh, thank you for, you know, I told Brother Erickson, I said, you know, after we were working together, I said, you know, people are going to get sick and tired of me. I'm just, every time I come, I, I'm speaking. And so I don't want to overstay my welcome. But um, as we were talking about, one of the things that I recently did, because we were having an influx of people, um, we're, we wanted to uh, not only um, be Bible-centric, help people to be more Bible-centric, but we also wanted to get them in thinking in the mode of monotheistic thinking and, and, and really grasp a hold of it. And so uh, I did a lesson on the name and, and got to talking to Brother Erickson about it. And uh, he said, well, let's, let, let's just do that tonight. So um, I, I probably won't say anything new to you all, but I just I hope I can add to um, your understanding of God and his name and why his name was used and why it why the scriptures put together the uh, the name of the Lord and and all of the things that are involved in that and so I uh, I thought I had everything together I had a PowerPoint and I sure enough I checked my thumb drive and I don't have that so I'm going to use cards just to help me a little bit because you need the visuals to understand uh, what I'm talking about I don't think I could do it just verbally so um, uh, everybody say amen and you, you may be seated. And what I want to do tonight, th thank you, sister. What I'd like to do tonight is I would like to uh, just give me a second. I'm going to uh, write a few things down so I won't have to stop and write these things down. But uh, give me a second here. Brother Aaron, would you just say hello? Or we should have someone testify. Talk about catching you off guard. Well, has God been good to you this week? And um, well, John gets up here and starts talking, and I'm I'm kind of like the disciples with Jesus at the Last Supper. I'm thinking, is it I? <laughs> I'm I'm hoping I haven't ruined his day. Uh, but the Lord has been so good to us, and I want to give the Lord credit. Anyone else have a testimony? Just given. It doesn't hurt to give the Lord praise. Amen. Right. Awesome. Praise the Lord. So, Rachel, God bless you.
Wow. Wow, wonderful. The Lord does help us. No doubt about that. Anyone else? Susie, God bless you. Amen. Amen. Apostle, you ready? Thank you for putting up with me. Um, what, I, what I really want to do is probably just add to what you already know. So I'm, I'm not going to say anything new today, but I, I really want you to grasp what, what took place on how the development came before we came to the name of Jesus. And so um, when you talk in the, uh, about the name of God, as far as the Old Testament is concerned, um, God's name was always shrouded in obscurity. It just was hidden. Uh, it, in fact, um, it was no accident that God hid his name. Um, the idea that when you read all the different names that are used for God in the Old Testament, um, every name was an a had to do with an attribute of God. It was not a proper name. Never did use a proper name. Always throughout the Old Testament, it was a description of a particular attribute God had rather than assigning a proper name to God. And so um, it's, it's salient when, we, when you get to digging down in it because if you ever hope to know or believe and understand the name of God, you must realize that the Old Testament is full of descriptive names but not proper name. That's that's the, that's the care. And so there's there's a list of them. El Shaddai means Lord God. Olam means everlasting God. Adonai, the Lord. Elohim, God Almighty. And El Elyon, the Most High God. Those are just a few of the times throughout the scriptures that they use these, uh, these descriptive names of God. Now, so... When we're talking about a proper name, we're really actually talking about a name that serves a specific person, place, or thing, while a descriptive name is just that, a description of that person. For example, you can talk about the short, red-headed boy that works at uh, McDonald's, but if you say Joe Smith, that's a totally different understanding before you described him, but now you're using his proper name. And everybody say amen. So um, when, we're, when we're identifying God, the same thing. All through the Old Testament, it's description. It's, it's, it's giving a description of one God's name. But never is his name, his proper name, given in the sense of being able to say, this is God's name in the Old Testament. All right? So uh, the closest thing to a proper name in the Old Testament uh, was one that God supplied, and it turns out to be unpronounceable. Amen. It is the grouping of four consonants, Y-H-W-H, which is, as I said, by design. So um, the first time uh, Y-H-W-H is used in the Bible is in Genesis 2 and 4, and that reads this way. These are the generations of the heavens, and the earth when they were created in the day that the Lord God made the earth and heavens. 
160 more times Genesis uses Y-H-W-H um, uh, throughout um, uh, Genesis. Um, but it's not that, that Y-H-W-H was not given by God until Exodus chapter uh, 6 and verse 3, if you put that up there. And I appeared unto Abraham and Isaac and to Jacob by the name of God Almighty, El Shaddai. All right? Once again, descriptive name. But by my name, Jehovah, was I not known to them. And so um, you understand that Jehovah is a, 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 a result of the translators trying to make sense of this YHWH. What they missed was they missed the fact that YHWH was designed not to be pronounceable. It was by design of God, all right? And so uh, what they did is they used a literary um, device called a tetragrammation, and that's just a fancy word by taking the letters YHWH and then using... Uh, uh, the vowel E, the vowel O, and the vowel A, E for El Shaddai, O for Olam, A for Adonai, and interspersing them between the YHWH. So you have YHWH, right? And to put the tetragram, You put the E and the O and the A between the letters. It's called a tetragrammation, all right? Now, they got those letters from those other descriptive names, okay? The problem was is that you still had Y and the W. And what happened then was when the Hebrew was uh, uh, translated into, the first time it was translated was into Latin, and Latin didn't use a Y, they used a J. So now, Y is replaced with J. When it was translated again, it was translated from Latin to German. And Germans say, was is los, not what is los. <laughs> and so the V takes the place of the W. And now, when it gets into the English language, you have this word, Jehovah. Here's the kicker. This is a made-up name. This is not a real name. Look what I've done to get this name. I've jumped through hoops. I've played tricks. <laughs> I've done all kinds of things to get J-E-H-O-V-A-H. -H. All right? Now, you say, Brother Foster, how come the, the uh, Y-H-W-H is used all through, the, all through the Genesis when in Exodus it says that they didn't know me by the name Y-H-W-H? Because Moses is the author of the Pentateuch. <laughs> and that's why he kept using Y-H-W-H. 
never Jehovah. It was, I, I think that it was the translator's good intention to take uh, and, and make that, that name uh, YHWH, unpronounceable, and tried to make it pronounceable. They, I, I'm sure they had good intentions, but they made a mess of it. You gotta, you gotta jump through all kinds of hoops to get to Jehovah, right? And so anybody that's using Jehovah, what, when people use that name, now I'll use the word Jehovah every once in a while, but I only do it when I'm, I'm, I'm making fun of the Trinity. I'll say things like, Jesus is not Jehovah Junior. Because Jehovah is not a name, it's a made up name. Now, that might shock you, but that's the truth of the matter. It's, a, it's, it's called a tetra, uh, 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 tetragrammaton. That's what it is. It's, a, it's adding in vowels in between the consonants to try to get a word to, to be able to understand. So what the Jews would do is they would, never, they would never use the name because it couldn't pronounce it in the first place. So what they would do is they would say, Hashem. And Hashem simply means the name. So when they would say, when they would refer to the YH, so they wouldn't pronounce it, they would say Hashem. And everybody would say, yeah, the name. <laughs> yeah. Now, it would, nobody knew what the name was, but they would talk about the name. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. Right? Hashem. The other word that they would use is Adonai. And Adonai is, uh, is a, uh, uh, means Lord when you, when, you, when you look at it. So they would never use, they would never even, they would refer to both uh, H, uh, uh, YHWH as, as the name or as Adonai. But they would never, you would, you would never hear a Jew say Jehovah. It's a made-up name. Now, something else they did later on, they used the same tetragrammation, and they started doing Y. Guess what they did? Anybody know, anybody know another name people use for God besides Jehovah? Yahweh. Y-A. Right? Uh, let's see, it's Y A. H-W-E-H, right? That's, a, that's what they do. That's another made-up name. They are not true names. It is a tetragrammation uh, of those four consonants of uh, Y-H-W-H. And it was by design, understand. God wanted to keep his name obscure. Now, it things get really interesting, um, uh, basically, that's, what, that's why, why HWH is in, the, in the, uh, the Hebrew, and it's simply yud hey ve hey. And of course, you know, the Hebrews always went red from right to left, bottom to top, right? They didn't read it like we, we read left to right, right? from top to bottom, right? They're completely backwards. They 
read from Went. So, when, when you look at the name, they, it's first of all unpronounceable. Second of all, that they would only refer to it either as the name or Adon, by saying Adonai, the Lord, all right? But then things get interesting because you have Exodus 27. And in Exodus 27, if you put it up there for me, bro, I'm sorry I caught you off guard. This is what you have in Exodus 27. This is within the Ten Commandments. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless that taketh the name in vain. Now you got a name that you can't pronounce. <laughs> and now you're the, 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 uh, the idea that uh, never take the name of the Lord in any other way but worshipfully and reverently, and, and to take the name in any other way would be reprehensible. And so to avoid this possibility of knowingly or unknowingly, otherwise the Jews would use that, the name, and they would use that Adonai, which is the Lord. So this attempt to clarify YHWH by the translator, they unknowingly swerved into something. What they swerved into is diminishing the name. They didn't add anything. They diminished from the name because God had always wanted to keep the name obscure. Amen. So you understand, anytime somebody says Jehovah and anytime somebody says Yahweh, they are nothing more than the invention of men's imagination. They're not biblical. They're not true. They're fake. So when somebody does, they're getting dangerously close, if not altogether guilty, of diminishing the significance of God's name. And that's the scary part, to use a false. That's like me calling Kevin Bob. <laughs> right? Bob is a guy you call that has no arms, no legs, and is in the swimming pool. <laughs> All right, so the fourth commandment is not so much about adding D-A-M-N after God. It's not about using a cuss word or using a word uh, flippantly. It is all about diminishing the significance of the name of God that God himself has provided. That's, that's very important. You see, God provided that name to Moses. Moses didn't pick up that name and write that name. God said, here, before they knew me as God Almighty, that was one of the descriptions of me, but now you shall know me as Y-H-W-H. All right? He provides that for him. All right. So, um, so this, this idea of, of taking the name of God and cheapening it or undervaluing it or even devaluing it, amen, because the significance of the name of God cannot be overstated. Give me Philippians 2, 9 through 11, if you would. Wherefore, God has also exalted him, exalted him, excuse me, and given him a name which is... 
above every name. The reason it's above is because it's revelation. You really need to get that. You see, God has to show it to you. It comes from God to us. You've heard me preach this before. I'll just say it again. The church is not founded upon the profession of Peter. The church is founded upon the fact that God revealed to Peter. And they said, I'll build my church off of this principle. Everybody in the church has a revelation. And it's a revelation to me. And the name is a revelatory name. Because all through the Old Testament, it is nothing but obscurity. Unpronounceable. Y-H-W. Anybody want to try it? (laughs) So at the mention of every, uh, uh, at the mention of the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. Every tongues and profit of things in heaven and in earth and beneath the earth. Amen. It is a revelation of God's name that has been in obscurity the entire Old Testament. Now the Greeks, when they use, uh, instead of Adonai, they use the word Kyrios, but understand Kyrios means Lord, and Kyrios is H, I'm sorry, Y-H-W-H, that's what Kyrios is, Y-H-W-H, that's what it is. It is, they're they're welded together forever, all right? So Y-H-W-H, when translated correctly, is Lord, not Jehovah, not Yahweh, These names come from the very same place that the word Trinity comes from. From whole cloth of men's imaginations. And that's what you've got to understand about those those names, all right? So the pertinent question becomes this. Why would God provide an unpronounceable set of letters as his name in the Old Testament and then make it taking the name of the Lord in vain as one of the dumbest things you can do? And the answer is, like Parra Harvey said. And now, the rest of the story. You see, hit the redemption history was being written in type and shadow all through the Old Testament. In fact, let me tell you this. Genesis is a motif. It's not the motif on how God created the world or the universe. That's the motif he uses. But what the Genesis is talking about is salvation. I always ask these guys that, oh, Genesis is how God created the world. I said, tell me about walking, talking snakes, please. Anybody seen a walking, talking snake lately? Because it is the motif God uses to to talk about salvation. And that's what the Old Testament is. It is is salvation shrouded. It's the name shrouded. It's God's plan shrouded. And and the revealing of it comes through the metaphors and the similes and and, and all of those ways that God tries to communicate what he's going to come and do. So this is how the New Testament starts, knowing that the Old Testament is, is leading up to a new. That's what, it, that's what it's all about. 
The Old Testament just leads us up to the new. Amen. And when the new opens, this is what it opens with. Matthew chapter 1, verse 21. And she shall bring forth a son. And thou shalt call his name Jesus. For he shall save his people from their sins, not in their sins. Everybody say amen. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled by the, uh, that was spoken by the Lord, of the Lord, by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Emmanuel, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted, God with us. That's when the name began to shine as the name of God. Jesus is the name of our God. Not Father. Father is a description of our God. Jesus is the name of our God. And the only way Jesus can be God is as the Father. So when you couple Matthew with what is written in the Shema in Deuteronomy 6 and 4, the Deuteronomy 6 and 4 says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. I'm not trying to be a smart aleck. I'm just trying to read it in the Hebrew. And it's Shema Israel Adonai Elohim Adonai Echad. And remember, they only use Adonai as a replacement for the Y-H-W-H. So if you were to read it with the unpronounceable O, it would be Hero Israel, Y-H-W-H. Our God is one Y-H-W-H. There's the only one. The prophet Zechariah in Zechariah 14.9, look what he says. Uh, Zechariah 14.9. And the Lord shall be king over all the earth. Now he's looking forward to the day that God would reveal his name as Jesus. And the Lord shall be king over the all the earth. And in that day there shall be one Lord and his name. All right. No more descriptions. Right? What's the difference between knowing the red-headed boy down at Walmart that works in Walmart and knowing the name? Everything is different when you know the name. In Acts 4 and 12, Peter's message was, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. John 3, 16 through 18 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son in the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved, that he that believeth on him is not condemned. But he that believeth not is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son. What are they condemned to? Old Testament rhetoric. So the New Testament doesn't hint Jesus as Yahweh. It shouts it. Whoops, I said Yahweh, didn't I? Y-H, 
W-H. Here's an interesting thing. You already know this. Like I said, I'm not sharing anything new. I'm just trying to add to what you already know is true. Um, in Acts 26, 14, and 15, Paul is, is recounting his road to Damascus uh, uh, conversation, and this is what he says. And we went, when, when we were all fallen to the earth, I heard a voice speak unto me, saying in the Hebrew tongue. Everybody say the Hebrew tongue. Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And I said, Who art thou, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus. Now understand, if Paul is conversing with Jesus in the Hebrew tongue, Who art thou, Adonai? Y-H-W-H. We don't say that name. We say Adonai. That's the word that they used for the Y-H-W-H. So, so when I, when, when, when I'm going to close on this, and, and Jesus commissions the disciples in Matthew 24, 19, Go therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the N-A-M-E-N-O-S. Of the Father and of the Son and the Holy and the Holy Ghost. Now listen. They used to call us Jesus onlys. And, you know, that was a derogatory term, Jesus only. And of course, I, I can't remember who it was that came back as a good retort and said, No, we're Jesus everything. <laughs> it was a great retort. But you understand, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost are very specific terms with very specific meanings. And to, and to, and to, and to, and to come up with this idea that, that as God is some kind of board of directors consisting of three main characters is the same exact thing as coming up with this idea of Jehovah and Yahweh. It comes from the same place, the imagination. So you understand that, that we, you have to have a father, and the father is God. The Bible says, but to us, in 1 Corinthians chapter 8, that's not in my notes back there, 1 Corinthians chapter 8, but to us there is one God, the father. That's the way Jesus is God, as the father. Jesus is the son because he's born of Mary. And Jesus is the Holy Ghost in our hearts. Because you can't have three people running around in your heart. You can only, you can only have a spirit. <laughs> now, I, I, I don't mean to be disrespectful, but anytime you hear somebody pray, Father God, they don't know what they're talking about. That's a sure sign that somebody doesn't know about the name doesn't have a revelation of the name. And so, uh, you know, I, I have a lot of people get shocked when I tell them Jehovah is a fake name. It is fake. It's phony. Well, I read it in my Bible. Yeah, you don't know how they got it in there. <laughs> now, am I, may, am I telling you all this because... Uh, I want you to doubt the Word of God. No. I'm just pointing out that the, these, the, these translators are, 
I think they had the good concept of wanting to try to clarify the issue. That's what I really believe happened. But understand, what they swerved into was something called revelation that comes from God. And just as he gave Moses, I'm the YHWH, that, that, uh, that the past uh, leaders of the faith did not know, he also was the one that came to, came to Joseph and said, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. Both those revelations come from God. And so, so what they did was they just tried to figure it out. And what they did was make a mess of it. <laughs> Amen. And so we baptize in Jesus' name because we know what we're talking about. <laughs> we're not some kind of offshoot of Christianity, mainstream Christianity over here. <laughs> and, and we're out here in left field talking about Jesus' name. Now, I, I need to close on this and simply say to everybody, do not think that you can use the name of Jesus as an incantation. It's about recognizing and honoring God's name. That's what it is. It's not an incantation. Now, I, uh, I don't know if I should, I'm going to go there. You ever hear somebody pray, Jesus, 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 Jesus? You want to know the first, you know, my mind works different. I'm crazy, I'm telling you. Jesus what? Jesus what? Jesus what? Jesus what? <laughs> We hold the name of Jesus so sacrosanct. That's what it is, sacrosanct. And that we hold it so high because it's a revelation that God gave us. And therefore, we pray in that name. We lay hands in that name. We speak truth in that name. Because it's a revelatory name that comes from God. And everybody say amen. Well, that's going to change your prayer life to try to think what you're saying. <clears throat> Why don't we stand tonight? Thank you, Brother Foster. I appreciate every word that challenges us makes us think, makes us rejoice in what the Lord is doing in our life. Amen. And great to see each and every one of you. Uh, go in the name of the Lord. Go in victory. Proclaim victory. Face every obstacle that you face this week and realize that you've got one who knows your name and that you can know his name. That you can have a confidence and a boldness and you have a relationship with God. And the awesome thing about it is your relationship can grow and it can increase. You can become closer to him. You can know him more and more. I'm thankful to hear a word like this, but it only makes me realize I've got some distance to go yet. I've got, I've got to keep building on the revelation. Thank you, Brother Foster. Appreciate that. God bless you. Y'all have a wonderful week. And um, looking forward to this weekend. 
having a great time with you all. And um, anything we could do for you, just holler. Please remember to pray for Brother Green's son. Remember Jessica and Preston, all these. Uh, um, uh, remember these that we've asked prayer for tonight. That um, Keep them in your prayers. We want the Lord to help them and to do great things. All right, God bless you all. Thank you.